Denville, I just want to say how excited I am that you are with today. I love the chance, every time I get to visit with uh, my friend Denville, you're going to get caught up in his enthusiasm, I promise, because I always, always do. So, so he has my utmost respect, not just for, for the kind of man he is, but his passion that, that he has, his enthusiasm for this global gospel that, mm-hmm. that we're talking about. And, and I've just been so looking forward to having this, this conversation with you. So um, you, you, you live and, and your base of work is in Cape Town, South right. Africa. Correct. Yeah. And um, just give us a sense of sort of the range geographically yeah, that, sure. that, you, that you cover. And then I'll my, dive in to ask you some questions about, sure, about the church sure, there. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, basically, my work uh, involves the area of Cape Town. However, through uh, some workshops, gospel restoration workshops, it takes us in, inland into areas that we don't always have opportunities to share the gospel with people. And so my influence with the team that I work with goes right into the, into the, the inlands of, of, of South Africa. And our next planning session is to go right into Johannesburg and Pretoria, and then uh, work our way back again through Durban and down the coastal route and back to Cape Town. So basically, um, Scott, it, it, my focus is on Cape Town, but it extends beyond that. It also extended into Namibia, as you, as you know. Which that is another country. Another country yes. altogether. It's about, uh, about eight hours from Cape Town to the border of Namibia. Crossing the border, we've gone from from the one border to the, the, the northern point of Namibia, covering uh, um, those areas and sharing the message of, of the good news of Jesus Christ's salvation. And, and we think about towns like Johannesburg sure. and Cape Town. These are, these are large and they're international cities. Talk about that. They, right. Well, um, uh, 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 Johannesburg, well, look at Cape Town. Cape Town is... Uh, uh, the second populous or uh, second largest, largest yeah, uh, city uh, in comparison to Johannesburg. And uh, give me a size. Well, um, population. Yeah, population of uh, of Cape Town is about is six million. Six million. So yeah, and and Johannesburg far exceeds that. Uh, I I didn't really take Johannesburg into consideration, but South Africa itself mm. has a population of sixty million. So. You know, uh, but Cape Town is a vast, uh, has a vast population of, of people, and, and also it is the second economic hub to Johannesburg. So Cape Town is of, of great importance, the mother city, and uh, so um, I'm, I'm really excited, you know, to be based in Cape Town because of the, uh, the cultural melting pot that's there and opportunities to share talk, talk about Talk about that diversity, that melting pot. Because um, it's easy sometimes if, if we haven't been to a place right. or we hear it only when, it's, you know, when the World Cup's held there yeah, or something like that, it, it's, yeah. it's easy to think that, that it's all sort of a uniform, one, one kind of person there. Correct. But yeah. give, give us a, a sense well, of the scale, yeah, scope. You, well, you have to consider that vast population. And then you also have to consider the fact that you know, because of problems in Africa, we have a lot of refugees coming down uh, into South Africa, but most of them settle in Cape Town in Johannesburg because of the 
economic, economic opportunities that they have uh, in, in those two cities. But um, uh, because they are there, the cultures are there. But besides that, you know, one has to look into our historical background where we are basically di divided or have been divided, but we're still known by those identity as white, colored, black, and Indian. Hmm. So, you know, sometimes you, you get confused by these terms because some of these terms are, are kind of derogatory, used in a sense if it's here. Mm -hmm. But that's basically, we're comfortable with those terms. When you, when you say a historical background, in some ways you're referring back to, into the apartheid the, days. Right, yes. right. We, we had in the, prior to 94 when we became a democracy, and uh, of course most of you will relate to Nelson Mandela, um, who in 94 became our first uh, president. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, you know, under apartheid, which really is a policy of separatism. That's what it means in Afrikaans. It's an Afrikaans word, apartheid, but it's separatism. Uh, and uh, so, yes, we had a, uh, um, a, uh, a white population that resided in a white area. And then we had coloreds that were kind of uh, uh, told where to go, where to live. And then of course, uh, similar, similarly, with, similarly with, uh, with the blacks, you know, they, and, the, and the Indians. So we lived in separate communities uh, uh, under the apartheid system. So with that in the background, right. you know, that, that's sort of always playing Correct. in the background, I guess. Right. And then talk to me or t share with us how the gospel, sure. how Christianity has, yeah. has taken root and what, what's God doing kind of present day sure. status update of what's God doing in Cape Town? Well, uh, you know, it's interesting because um, we have those groups but with their own cultures. And the, it's, it's only obvious that uh, when they do church, that church takes place in the areas um, where they, where where they live. live. Okay. Correct, yeah. And I sure, I'm sure similarly, similarly yeah, you know, saying that that is a kind of association that, that exists probably in most places, in most countries. But there's a challenge, I think, that the church has to embody the teaching of Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. uh, especially the prayer of Jesus to become one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so uh, they all may become one. Yeah. John 17. John yeah. 17. And why that prayer is important and lay, laid very heavily on Jesus' heart was the fact that it was prior just before for the cross. That he had prayed that way, that, that they may be one even as we are one. Mm -hmm. Those that will hear, as you mentioned earlier, the message that, of the apostles that, that has come, kind of come down to us, where there are evidence of, of God's grace you know, manifested, not just here, but also in Cape Town because of the, of, of the grace of God. But when I look at the setting of it, I think there's a great challenge that leaders in the church face that need to break through those barriers. And uh, uh, some have done very well. Uh, you know, the, when I think of the, the Churches of Christ um, that meet in buildings, you know, they have done well because when you, when you look at the demographics, 
and you look at uh, the, how mixed the church, the congregation is within the, the building, you can understand that, uh, you know, something is happening. Yeah, but it's not something that's going to come very naturally. Mm -hmm. You almost have to work hard at reaching out to folks of, 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 of a different uh, color or, or different race group. So we, we're trying our best uh, in the house groups. The same thing is happening. But you do get situations where, you know, f uh, folks in those, in those settings are more comfortable just uh, remaining the way they are, the status quo. But it's a real great challenge. So a challenge you're up against is demonstrating the power of the gospel and its ability to bring down walls. Well, uh, Jesus always said that, you know, that the gospel mm -hmm. needs to be proclaimed. Now, you can have all kinds of laws to, 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 to um, make people understand that they are equal. But you can't legislate the heart, mm. right? For example, um, I always talk about slavery back in, 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 in Jesus' day. I mean, he, he didn't legislate, but he says, love one another as I have loved you. But this shall all men know that you are my disciples. So I think what we need to do, we need to walk around with the badge of love, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that will win uh, the, the hearts of people. But uh, uh, what he says to, to those, you know, when he address, Paul addresses the, the different um, uh, relationship within the house, you know, the husband and wife, and the children and, and, and parents, and he comes to the slaves. He says, you know, be the best slave. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they, your labors, your labors, if you're doing it unto me. So I think we need to have a heart change, and we need, need to know that it's only through the power of the gospel that people can come to Jesus and change their hearts. The context for you guys is, as you've alluded to already, is, is less, not, not, not void of, but less about gathering in buildings like this right. and more gathering in homes, which in right. many ways reflects a lot of what the early disciples were doing. Sure. Describe the house churches and that, that, that ministry that, and that way of gathering. Okay. Um, well, you know, um, a little bit of that is being done within in congregations to try and get into zones, mm -hmm. try and get into, into um, cell groups. But we have gone beyond that. In fact, we, we, we tried, we realized that um, for the spread of the gospel, you know, we need to be where the community is. Uh, because a lot of times, you know, in buildings, you expect people to bring people, uh, have gospel campaigns, gospel meetings. Mm -hmm. And we realized, you know, that's not the way forward but to try and get them into groups meeting and, and inviting into people. Into communities in of community, faith. Correct. Yeah. So when I was at Bontiwell, it already started there where we, um, we divided, like you would have cells, so started with cell groups. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would then uh, have uh, people invite others and, and share the word around uh, in that particular setting. But then it moved beyond that because we realized that we need to be um, a, a house group, a, a church of small groups. Mm. That's a difference. You know, I'm going to quote you on of, that one. Yeah. Church of small groups instead of a church with small groups. Mm -hmm. And so that's totally different. We don't have walls in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but we still exist as a church. And, uh, and the, the, the ministry 
gets out into the community by inviting folks to, to, to their homes. Most of us have no sense of sort of the, the breadth of that ministry that you have. How many house churches are you associated with, connected with, do you help encourage? Well, um, I always see that as, as areas that one can only spread, you can only spread your influence over a certain amount in, uh, uh, of areas. Um, and so there are about 10, 11 areas, you know, and if I name them, you, you probably can relate to it, you know, mm-hmm. um, Rondebosch and Lansdowne and Retreat and Grassy Park and then Cryfontaine in Pine, uh, North Pine, Bellhaw, Delft, Calcium uh, Fontaine. So, they, you know, they, all those... These, are, these those, neighborhoods, so to speak, or suburbs. Oh, they, yeah, and, they, yeah. They, they just separate yeah. towns, townships, yeah. and, and, and neighborhoods mm-hmm. where um, families exist there and we are able to meet as, 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 as the church in those, in those areas. So 11 or 12 different yeah, areas yeah, that, that, yeah, that yeah. you're and working it's, on. And some, uh, some areas, for example, in my area, um, we move between two, Lansdowne and, and Rondebosch. Mm. And in that way, you know, we are uh, kind of an influence in both areas, inviting people to be a part of the church. What, what, would, what would one experience at one of these gatherings? You know, when the body comes very, together. Very diverse. <laughs> Uh, the, the thing is that uh, you, you don't try and conform. You don't try and you know, make every group look the same. You know, saying, so you can go. But it's easier if you do. It's you easier, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, you know, you have a set time, right? We all start at 10 o'clock. Uh, and we have an opening prayer and a closing <laughs> prayer. Very familiar, very Very, com- very familiar. Uh, and... Uh, uh, what but we these ha- take place in homes, and so obviously it has. Sure, a it has that setting. So. It has a very informal setting, a, a, a setting that's not uh, uh, governed by anything that you know, any any rules, regulations, etc. But um, it's a time of praise, a time of thanksgiving, a time of sharing the word. So when you go from from house to house, you'll see that. The, the, the way they do things are different, and we don't try and set a standard or whatever for them to meet like the other groups. So that's the part I, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, saying I can, I, can, I can go to a group where, uh, you know, where I, sometimes I go to two groups. There was a time I went to three groups because they meet, some groups meet earlier than others, and there was a time that some groups met in the afternoon. So it gave me an opportunity to actually be with three groups, and, uh, but uh, basically now, you know, it's, it's two groups, so, you know, some groups might start nine o'clock, others might start 11 o'clock, right. and, and when I'm there, I might have a cup of coffee first thing, because that's what they do, you know, they have coffee first thing, and... and well, that's scriptural, that's... Yeah, that's, yeah. They have that. that's the, global yeah, too. Right. Like yeah, right, and then, of course, and then uh, the other group might have their, their eating at, at the end, but I get to enjoy, uh, you know, both uh, early and, and, and later. Kind of a groups. Sunday yeah. buffet for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when I get home, you know, my wife is sometimes mad at me because <laughs> she does the preparation. So what we have done is we, we don't eat early mm-hmm. back home. Uh, our lunch is served probably about between 2 and 3 in the afternoon, you know. Because when I get home, I get stuck into the pots as well. But mm-hmm. I like cooking, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's... 
A lot of things happen on a, on a Sunday. But it's got praise, encouragement. You come together around the Lord's Supper, and we'll talk about that okay, in just a yeah. second. But You're right. What, what, what usually happens is that, uh, you know, we um, would walk into us, and uh, um, not all at the same time, but, you know, we, we will kind of, kind of wait. We, we kind of know. We say 10. We'll say office 9 for 10, which means, you know, that the people have from half past nine to ten mm-hmm. to get around there while others, others may get there half past nine and start a, uh, having coffee. But what we usually do also is that we bring some kind of a dish or what, um, something put on the table so it's not left to the host, you know, to, uh, to feed the folks that come there that morning. So uh, my favorite really is to go via um, one of the bakeries and get a a sourdough bread, and uh, with a with a spread, mm-hmm. and that's my 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 gift for the for the so morning. So you're describing a a situation where everybody nobody's anonymous in that situation. No, N- no. nobody comes in and sits down on the couch, and sure, nobody sure. doesn't visit with them. Sure, you're describing a very intimate, and so so exactly. a phrase that we'll use here, and perhaps you guys use yeah. it too. But we'll talk about doing life together. Right. That sounds like it may not have all the programs Correct. like like we would have here, yeah. but it's very much a group of believers sure. coming together, encouraging. From the beginning, yeah. It's what from the beginning. Uh, I mean the the, the communion, the, mm-hmm. the get sharing, the sharing, and and uh, and the drinking, uh, the coffee we share, what a week was like, the victories and defeats, and uh, and that uh, conversation leads into the into the. Uh, worship time together of praise and when we have to pray we know exactly because we know the needs of each other we know what what to, to, to pray, pray about, about. Yeah, no. yeah yeah so people are coming receiving some prayer yeah so how does in our relationship with you how has western hills and the our mission leadership team and all, how has has our involvement or, or anything from here helped blessed encouraged what the christians are doing in in um, well, it, it, it has certainly consolidated their, their faith in the sense that um, they've, 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 they see the sacrifice that uh, the church here has made in sending those elders, sometimes uh, ML, the Bishop Leadership Team mm-hmm. members, down to Cape Town, and the distance they have to travel, exactly the same distance I have to travel to be here, but they consider that as love, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, it just consolidates their faith. The friendship that they come with to, when they get there, they, they become friends. I mean, sometimes, you know, with Don and Tim and others, you know, they would ask when I come back, you know, how's this one doing? How's Isaac? It's because they've developed a friendship back home. And these folks talk about them in the same way. So it has really consolidated their, their faith to know, you know, that uh, this is from the Lord and, uh, you know, that people love them and that has inspired them to do the same back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have also kind of over, over the years, you know, it has helped me to understand that my, na- my labors are not really in vain because, you know, you care and you love and I don't need to be um, uh, concern about uh, financial needs when I am in the ministry because someone cares enough to supply it. 
So I can focus on evangelism. I can focus on my mission because, you know, uh, someone here mm. cares enough to support me where, where I am and to send folks out there to look at the manifestation of God's grace. Mm. And that's what it's all about, all over. As, as this mystery grows, you mentioned two places, and I'm, if I'm saying them right, Delft yeah. and, 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 Be- and Belhar. 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 And these are maybe maybe not brand new, but relatively new areas for you to, comparatively new for you to be in. Yeah. And, and my understanding is this is um, some deeply impoverished areas that, we're Correct, now, yeah. that you're now reaching into with the gospel. Yes. Well, uh, it, those are areas that lies very deeply on, on my heart, close to my heart, because um, I, I've mentored some of those young men there, and they have really become excited about evangelism, and that's close to my heart. And because you know of the enthusiasm for evangelism, and, and enthusiasm to to lead, you know, I'm, I'm going to be focusing more of my time there because uh, there's a lot of potential there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bel has a population of about 90,000. Wow. Yeah, and uh, some of them are old established areas. And then other areas are what we call RDP, um, uh, uh, the Reconstruction Development, Pro- Development Program of the government after 94, because they have um, realized by that time that uh, quite a large uh, uh, sector of the population never really owned a home. Mm-hmm. And so they, they came up with these RDP homes where they would uh, give them a start. They would build these, these uh, homes uh, big enough for them to live in, but then later on they can expand on it. So uh, some, some of these areas, like Belhar, would have those RDP homes, and then there will also be homes that the municipality would provide the material, and you will provide the skills, and you'll get people to build for you, but then, of course, there's a, um, uh, a payback you know, over a period of years. But uh, those, those areas, of that's, that's Belha. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, house groups in that area. And in the Delft, we have a population of about one and a half million. I mean, that's a growing... Did you say one and a half million? One and a half million. Uh, and there, that's probably one of the first of its kind where there are a total mixture of people living there. Uh, different to what we were accustomed to in the apartheid times where there was separatism. They, everybody, you know, it's just so different. We have uh, RDP homes there, majority of RDP homes. And then there are those homes that the uh, government has supplied the, uh, the, the zinc and iron material to put up uh, a home for them with the idea of helping them later to build those RDP homes. So we're talking almost temporary shelters. Temp- yeah, correct, yeah. Provided the, the, the water and, and whatever. Kind of corrugated that. tin is what we would call it here. Correct, yeah. But as I said, the, the guys that are in those areas have become very evangelistic, and I see the potential to spend more time with them to, to not only grow the house church there, but also to evangelize in those areas. Into that impoverished Correct, Here's yeah. the good yeah. news of yeah. the gospel. Because I've already started uh, um, uh, with my association with, with uh, a charitable organization mm-hmm. to get soup and bring the soup into the area and then ask those men to, 
to distribute the soup uh, in that area to the um, impoverished people. There's two other components to your ministry that I just want to touch on briefly, yeah. and then I'll turn it over to you to do our uh, lead us in the Lord's Supper. Um, one is you do a, a series of seminars that specifically focus on the gospel. They're called the Gospel yeah. Restoration yeah. Workshops, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, speak to that. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, why gospel restoration is because um, I think in the, the denominational world that sometimes the, the gospel is seen as, as a church doctrine, you know, that has its own peculiar uh, set of, um, of, of uh, acceptance. Mm -hmm. Into, the, into that particular uh, denomination. Sometimes it's the steps that brings you into the church. Mm -hmm. So um, what we do in a non-intimidating way, you know, we uh, plan these gospel restoration workshop. So we target the area and target the route, and we then, uh, Facebook helps a lot to try and alert people that we're traveling that way and uh, they would get ready for us. We never know, it's a faith venture. Mm -hmm. We never know what amount of people we will, um, will, will be at those meetings. But uh, because, um, uh, you know, it's out there on Facebook, you know, we would get pastors and, and Bible uh, students that's, that, that are interested in the Bible to be there, and then I would deal with the gospel story that begins in eternity with God, you know, having, already having the cross in his mind and Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So it's his gospel. It's his good news that, the good news that he provides for us to save us. They need to see that entire picture rather than just focus on the, the details around uh, the Gospels um, uh, when Jesus Anything came. Anything that we've, we've kind of added to it or layered Correct. on top, yeah, on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's a complete story because it begins in the Old Testament and uh, we, we, we predict, you know, the prophets predicted this coming and the, the, um, the um, uh, story of, of, of Jesus becoming flesh mm -hmm. and his incarnational um, journey to the cross and and then of course his death beyond resurrection and ascension to heaven and, and return again and they see this broad picture and sometimes you know they are interested in knowing more about it and we supply the material through our um our um whatsapp mm -hmm. that we have, have have now used to get the material out to people onto their phones but i'll talk more about that in the in the WhatsApp ministry. Okay. So that that's how that's what the gospel restoration um, workshops are so all about. So what what I love about that is it's it's this commitment that the gospel itself yeah. is compelling enough. Compelling, it, right? It, it doesn't need to be dressed up somehow. It doesn't need to have another component to it. Yeah. But but the biblical yeah. witness of the gospel message itself. That's where. The sure. power is, that's where the, sure. the point is. And, and you're, you'll do these workshops in many, many areas, yeah. and, and you said you'll have 20, 30 people at times come out, yep. come out yeah. for them. Yeah, uh, I mean, to have, um, uh, how often do you enter into even a church building mm -hmm. of, of another group to be able to explain the gospel of Jesus? Well, very You know cool. what I'm saying?
Yep. And so I, I want to put a plug in real quick. Sure. You heard him mention that he uses technology very well. It's easy to think that, that perhaps all the technology exists over here. But he uses an app called WhatsApp. And you can be a part of this app. And Denville sends out Bible lessons, Bible resources, um, devotional thoughts. Sure. I mean, he, this is one of the ways he's, he's pastoring across these, these house churches. And um, we'll have information in our newsletter on our website if you're interested in signing up for that that app you'll have to put the app on your phone and then we'll give you his number and everything to do that but you'll talk more about that in the second hour uh if you want to be a part of that experience then denville's going to be down in our venue class and anybody that wants to attend is welcome and you can go be a part and listen to him and you can ask all the questions you want and listen to his cool accent uh well into the uh, second hour, so he'll be available for that. But here's what I want to do to, for our time to conclude here. Every week, we celebrate the Lord's Supper together Amen. as, as a unifying fact. Yeah. And if I remember correct, Cape Town is ahead of us, correct, in the time seven, zones? Seven hours. Seven hours ahead. So, yeah. so for many of those groups, they've already had their time around the table, but what Denville's going to lead us in is a time where he's very much going to help us join our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world in, in this ceremony. So yeah. with that, I'm going to turn sure. it over to you, Demo, sure. and sure. Let, you, sure. let you lead us. Yeah. Um, you know, back home, I'm, I'm comfortable with sitting down and, 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 and teaching, but uh, let me just stand for a moment. Uh, as we are going to participate in this Lord's Supper, I want us to... Uh, keep in mind the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, because we are gathering today because we have been saved by that gospel. And, uh, you know, Paul says, you know, this gospel has been promised by God and um, revealed in the Holy Scriptures through the prophets as they spoke about the event. We always try and help people understand that the gospel is an event that will take place. And the Old Testament prophets spoke about this event that will take place. Unto us, a son or a virgin will give birth and a virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And unto, unto us, a child is born. Unto us, the prophet says, a son is given. And then the prophet says that you will be led as a lamb to the slaughter. And by his stripes, we are healed. And the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 3, he says, this concerns Jesus who came after the seed of David and was made in, in the likeness of flesh but was declared to be the Son of God with power by his resurrection from the, from the dead. And so this is the message that Paul says is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. It has reached you, 
and it has reached our folks back home. And so what we're about to do, even though we have done that seven hours ago, we are, this table that we have here is spread across the globe with folks that are in Cape Town, with folks that are in, in Ghana, in folks that are in Uganda, with folks that are in Nigeria, and they are our brothers and sisters in Christ because we are part of a, a, a body that's one. We are part of the household of God. Can you believe that? When he spoke about the Jew and the Gentile, how the, the Gentile, who were not a people, have now become a people. We're outside the commonwealth of Israel, but now they have hope because now they have been united with the Jewish Christians in one body and become part of the household of God. So just imagine we're just one household hmm? with a table spread across the globe. And that's the power of the gospel. So Paul says, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do, you do show the Lord's death. You declare the Lord's death until he comes. And so what a powerful way as we partake of the bread that uh, the Hebrew writer says, he says, Lord, come in the volume of this book as is written of me to do thy will, O God. A body you have prepared for me. And that body he laid down for us so that you and I might enjoy eternal life. So as we partake of that bread, let us remember the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Dear Father, we are thankful that we understand that you have planned our salvation before the foundation of the world. In your mind, Jesus was the, slain, uh, the lamb slain. He was foreordained as that lamb and that you sent him. And you sent him and he took on a form of a body. From a form of God to a form of a servant and came in the likeness of men. We are thankful and we appreciate the salvation that has come our way as we partake of the bread which represents that body. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he come. Jesus said, I didn't come to be ministered unto, but to serve, to minister, and to give my life a ransom for many. That ransom was paid to God to satisfy his justice and his wrath against sin on my behalf. And so as we drink this cup, let's remember the ransom 
that he paid for you and me so that we can be gathered here around this, around this table alongside with so many that also were saved by the laying down of his life. Let's pray together. Father, again, we are reminded of the redemption that you have planned for mankind, that in him we do have redemption and the forgiveness of our sins, that in him, Father, we enjoy the blessings of being your children because you have saved us because he laid down his life. Help us to appreciate what you have done for us as we partake of this cup which represents his blood. In Jesus' name, amen.